Hi there, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Renaissance Space Podcast. You're listening to the full series of the Renaissance Space Podcast entitled Reading, More Than Just Words on a Page. In the second episode of the series, The Atos Level, Margaret chats with children's author and ex-teacher Matt Beaton. They discuss the benefits of using ATOS from Renaissance to level any book. The ATOS leveler provides an accurate level for almost any book, allowing the teacher or child to see if the book is at an appropriate level for reading based on the reader's unique reading ability. You can find a link to the Renaissance ATOS leveler in the episode's description to start categorising your books by ability level now. In the episode, Matt also discusses his upcoming book aimed at teachers called Write it, level it, teach it. The book focuses on saving teacher workload and how to provide ability-appropriate content for every pupil. Remember, if you'd like to have your say on this episode, just pop onto Twitter, tweet your comments and include the hashtag, hashtag RenaissanceSpace in your tweet. This will allow you to join other educational professionals in discussing the podcast episodes together. And as always, please subscribe, share and leave a comment. Enjoy! everybody and welcome to another podcast. I'm really excited to have the opportunity to speak to Matt Beaton who's about to write a book. Before you tell us about the book Matt maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi yeah um, nice to see you Margaret. Um, My name as I say is Matt Beaton. Um, I'm a children's author. I'm an ex-teacher. I was a primary school teacher for nearly a decade Um, before I left to write full-time just before the pandemic hit, which was great, great timing to go Um, (laughs) self-employed. But you are, yeah, so you're right. So I'm uh, just in the process of writing a book at the moment uh, called Write It, Level It, Teach It, which is all about model texts and how to write efficient model texts and effective model texts for the classroom. So write it, level it, teach it. Um, and, you know, writing and reading, as you will know, um, I'm also a primary school teacher and for nearly 10 years, a little bit older than you. But so that's quite a nice, quite a nice link. Um, obviously, we know that language, reading and writing go hand in hand and vocabulary acquisition. So clearly, this is all around that whole genre of ensuring children have the right tools to be able to read, but then write, interpret, nuance, inference, all of those good um, skills that, that go with that whole um, English space. Yeah, completely. I mean, uh, it, it kind of came about when I was teaching, we started using um a system within school I was working in where we had to we were writing a lot of model texts and I was uh, writing children's books at the time and then thought oh this is brilliant I, I write for the literacy shed um reading comprehensions for the literacy shed so I thought this is absolutely fine you know I'm brilliant to this but it soon became apparent that actually a lot of teachers aren't confident writing these kind of creative writing texts you know we kind of assume that all teachers will love writing creatively which actually just isn't true and and it's a bit of an unfair expectation really um and so part of the 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 thinking behind the book is how to overcome those creative obstacles how to write model texts when you're not confident how to write them quickly and efficiently but like like you're saying that's really where atos comes into it is how to actually make sure that they are at a level 
that the children can access, so a reading level that the children can access. Um, I know when I was teaching, certainly for the first few years, it wasn't something really that I considered that any teachers that I worked with really considered with the texts that we were writing within the classroom and putting in front of children, what reading level were they at? Were they actually at a reading level that the children could access? And so that kind of became the crux of the book, really, which is where the level it comes from in the title. Fantastic. So just to backtrack a little bit for people who don't know what ATOS is. So ATOS is actually a renaissance piece of software. It's freely available. Um, We can talk about it a little bit more in a moment. Um, But basically what it enables anybody to do is to put a piece of text or a book into a search engine um, online and it will level it for you. So basically what you're suggesting is that teachers sometimes fall into the trap of expecting children's reading to be at a level that the teacher is writing at which is obviously a huge pitfall yeah yeah exactly and I I was as guilty as anybody you know when I when I first started doing this I put through some of the year six model texts I'd written for my for my class and the reading age was coming out as year seven or year eight Um, and and conversely you know some were coming out as year two and year three because I'd oversimplified it so it, it we kind of, I think as teachers, we sometimes get carried away with trying to cram everything into a model text, everything that the child needs to know, every grammar objective, every vocabulary object, yeah. everything they need to know into one text. And before you know it, you've, you've kind of written an equivalent of Lord of the Rings or, or, or Tolstoy, yeah. something like that, you know, it's, you, you kind of don't realise, and it, it's even harder further down the school, um, I, you know, to get it to that level. So if you're not aware of what the levels are, that you're putting in front of the children it it can lead to problems and that's what the book discusses as well with engagement and behavior and and access absolutely so um the example i often give is actually maths problems so you know are you testing the children's reading or are you testing the children's maths ability in what you're writing so absolutely spot on in terms of making it not too simple it's a bit like the vygotsky um, approach too with the zpd isn't it you know not too easy and not too hard don't want yeah. to frustrate and don't want to bore so kind of um, that kind of golden zone isn't it really the golden exactly exactly but it's quite like you say quite interesting with maths because you know, there's the the SATS um, data that is on the Renaissance website, I believe, and the analysis of, of the 2019 SATS. And the maths paper comes out as a reading, well, an ATOS score of, of, of grade six, which is kind of year seven reading age for the year six maths paper. So it's not just about writing. It's not just about the English SATS papers, like the reading. You know, the maths <laughs> SATS paper as well has got a reading age way above, really, where they're going to be and and I think that's also really pertinent at secondary level because I do think more so when you're specializing in a subject area you know English teachers are charged with making sure that the children can read whereas actually if they're going to sit GCSE papers at some point it's just as important for the history geography language departments to 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 fit that that um right level in too. I'm a huge fan, obviously, of of kind of getting great texts into classrooms. You know, there are fantastic books out there, mid-grade books for children, but they tend to be written with a reading level of kind of around about year four because, you know, they're accessible to the lower end. So certainly when I started investigating this for the book, 
some of the books that we read in year six in particular, the kind of reading level is only down at year four. It's more the content and the kind of reading interest that pushes them up. And you kind of, that, that was a bit of a, a, an eye-opener for me, a bit of a light bulb moment. And you think, well, actually, these books are not going to be filling that reading level gap. That's got to come from the model text that the teachers are writing and from the content that we put in front of them as teachers, because as amazing as these books are, they're not filling that reading level gap. They'll certainly fill the vocabulary and they'll, they'll do all of those kind of things. But actually, for the reading level, they're not at that level. So that's quite important for us as well, because I don't know if you know, but Accelerated Reader, for example, we obviously level all of the books before they're quizzed so that they're pitched at the right level for the children. And ATOS is actually the software that determines that. So it takes the text, it looks at the language complexity, the length of sentences. Um, and again, you know, we've we've done a lot of research on this and there was quite a bit of um, media interest a couple of years ago with our What Kids Are Reading report where we were talking about Mr. Greedy being at the same level as of Mice and Men. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but it was not at reading level. It, it was reading understanding, but not complexity of concepts, because obviously you wouldn't be putting a John Steinbeck in the same hands as a child who'd be reading a, a Mr. Men book. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the same as the difference between decoding and comprehension, really, isn't it? You know, I, when I was um, in my final year of teaching, I, I taught uh, a girl who was EAL. Um, and she could decode any kind of year six text I put in front of her absolutely brilliantly. But her comprehension, because she didn't understand the language, wasn't there. But if I put a year four text in front of her, she could comprehend it. So the, there is a huge difference, I think, be, like you say, with Mr. Greedy and of Mice and Men between that decoding ability and the comprehension ability. And like you say, you know, with kind of the, the language structure and the kind of devices used by the author. Um, and I always, you know, I, I ran a, a training session for teachers on this at the beginning of the first lockdown. And the, the big point really that I kind of made is you've, you know, when you're writing your text, you've got to think about context as well, because you are going to write text as a teacher, I think, that have a much lower reading level. If you're writing for year six and you're writing suspense, it's going to be full of short, sharp sentences because that's the devices you need to use. So it might have a reading level of year three. That's fine. So long as you are aware. And one of the things I talk about in the book is just keeping a track of the, the reading levels of the texts you put in front of your children so that you can see, oh, actually, you know, what? for the last few months, we've only done year three level texts with our year five children. Maybe we need to up it a little bit for the next few. And of course, that goes hand in hand with when teachers are reading to children, that they're also challenging them. I, I'm always a little saddened when I when I hear teachers saying, you know, oh, we're reading Roald Dahl. Lovely. And obviously, who wouldn't want to read Roald Dahl? But often the children will read those themselves yeah. because they're excited about them and they know about the films. And so I think your point about making sure the right amount of challenge is in there yeah. excites them and, and keeps them. And if it's being read for them, then it gives them that, that extra level. Yeah. And it, it removes that, that bit of a barrier, doesn't it? Sometimes, and you can access more high level texts. Um, and it's, but it's the same, I think with talking to the children, being a teacher as a reader, I think sometimes we get a little bit afraid as teachers and, and feel we can only talk to children about children's books. You know, we can only kind of say, oh yeah, I love reading mid-grade books. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong really with showing the children that you love to write, you know, you like to read thrillers 
or you know perhaps not 50 shades of gray but you know you like to read crime books or you like to read biographies you're not saying that they need to read them but showing them that actually there is a whole gamut of books out there that isn't just like you say Roald Dahl or ones that they have kind of sometimes narrowly channeled into by marketing and media and, and big shelves in bookshops and things like that. Our solutions helped over 1.6 million British and Irish students in the last academic year alone and are currently implemented in over 50,000 schools worldwide. For more information on our programmes, the research behind them and how we can help you help your students, please get in touch or visit our website at www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash solution. So, so going just going back to ATOS, um, I know when we we first spoke in um, earlier in the summer, you were talking about how you discovered it and and how it had sort of influenced some of your thinking around leveling and and, and how it should be thought about by teachers and, and teaching staff. Yeah, so I, I write um, a lot of reading comprehensions for the Literacy Shed, and. As part of that, we wanted to make sure that the texts we were writing for these reading comprehensions were at the correct reading level for the children. So, you know, if you go there, there are year two, year three, year four, and so on, all the way up to year six at the moment. And we used a variety of systems. We even, uh, you know, looked at kind of putting together our own. But when I kind of stumbled across ATOS, it just, it works. You know, it's freely available for teachers, which is a huge bonus. You know, we kind of need something that actually is available and that yeah. isn't going to cost the earth. But it it's consistent as well and it works. So, you know, I've written, I think, over 550, nearly 600 texts now. And you can see the consistency across. I can pick up two texts that are at the same level and know that's how it, you know, that they are at the same level. Wow. So I just think, yeah, of all the systems that we tried... ATOS proved to be the most effective and the most efficient and and like you say it's freely available for teachers as well so we can kind of say you know what if you want to do your own have a look at it's not just actually what the teachers write have a look at what your children are writing have a look at the reading level of what your children are actually writing because one of the things I, I pick up on in the book is there is a huge discrepancy between the end of year six writing expectations the reading level of, of Morgan and Lee and all of those people that the government give you as exemplars and actually what the reading expectations are. There's a huge difference. The writing level is way higher. The, the reading level of what they're writing is way higher. So um, ATOS offers two platforms or two scenarios for you to to use um, when you log on to the, to, to the ATOS software. Um, can you just talk about that for a moment, please? Yeah, so there's, there's a, as far as I'm aware, there's the ATOS for text and then there's the ATOS for books, which is kind of for complete books. And there's a difference between them. So I think the ATOS for text system, what that tends to do is look at the text as though it was a part of a whole, as part of a bigger whole. Um, and I find that tends to run a little bit higher, which is great if you are just taking a snippet of something. So if you're taking a snippet of a book that you want to use with your class and you want to see kind of where the reading level of that snippet is, that's a great way of looking. OK, OK, that's kind of the, the average. And the ATOS for book system, which is what I use, just uses that text. So if you've written 500 words, 400 words, however long your text is, and you put it into the ATOS for book system, that will just treat it as an independent 400, 500 words and give you a, a reading level. Um, or a reading grade for that. 
And, and that's because what it's doing is looking at the whole piece of text. It can take all of the language, all of the nuance, everything that it wants to. Whereas, as you say, the, the little snippet or the, the, the paragraph can only base it on that bit of information or, or, or the bit that's been put in there. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it does make a difference. And it, they both have really vital uses, um, and it's just making sure you're using kind of the right one for what you think. And if you're using one and it seems particularly high, have a look at the other one. You might, you know, because um, yeah. when I use the text one, it does it comes out a lot higher, and I kind of think, oh, okay, let's have a look at the books one. And that was actually after speaking to one of your amazing um, tech people um, at Renaissance, and they kind of taught me through it. So um, your book, let's just let's just have a little synopsis of that. So how how is that going to be laid out? How are you going to offer that out into into the marketplace? So it, it, it splits up into three sections, like the title says, write it, level it, teach it. So the first kind of section will be all about, you know, this concept of, of model text and where we create content. Like you said, um, Margaret, it's not just in English lessons. You know, it's maths lessons, it's it's word problems for maths su subjects. How often are the children struggling to just comprehend the question rather than actually doing the maths? Um, but also, you know, I used to sit there as a teacher sometimes and I would spend hours looking for a specific text about, I don't know, gorillas or something that was at just the right level, that had just the right vocabulary in it, that just the right information. And you, you know, you'd either end up just settling for something that wasn't quite what you wanted or you'd kind of send the children off onto the internet to have a look and, and they'd end up just copy and pasting from wikipedia and so you know part of my argument is actually if you follow some of the tips that i give in the the kind of third section the teacher section which is all about saving time you can actually write your own much quicker and get it at the right level for your class with the right things for your class without having to scour the internet. You know, I'm not saying do it every time. There is a, certainly a place for, for for downloading and using other people's resources. Of course there is. It's a great time saver and it's important. But if you're doing that every time or if you're you're kind of wasting time doing that when you could be just writing your own a lot quicker um, and a lot more effectively, um, is, is, that's kind of the, the section that, that really starts it. And then we talk about using the ATOS system or using various systems um, and, and kind of how to how to use them to, if your levels are coming out too low, if your levels are coming out too high, how to change your text and then what it's really looking at and how to impact that. And then the third section, which I think is is, uh, is perhaps one of the most important for teachers sometimes is overcoming that creative block. How, if you're not a creative person or if you struggle with creative writing, how do you overcome that? And there's a lot of exercises in there to help with that and also how to save time. Yeah. And anything that's going to save time and support teacher workload and all of those elements that, you know, I think during lockdown have easily been forgotten, not by the by the workforce, but but by um, outside um, agencies who, you know, oh, well, you were just at home. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, just is not quite the right word. <laughs> well, when I no, when I um, ran, like I, said, I ran a training session for, for teachers on this at the beginning of the first lockdown. Um, I sent out a questionnaire and I think that there were just over a hundred and I think about 130 respondees. And actually the information was really, really interesting. To those people that responded, you know, nearly 60%, well, actually nearly 80% are writing a model text at least once a fortnight. Okay. 50% are writing one at least once a week. And 
over, well, nearly 70% are taking at least an hour to write that model text. So if you're spending an hour to write a model text and you're having to do that two or three times a week, that's a huge burden. You know, a, you know, part of my kind of not really, a, not quite a promise, but one of the things I'm, I'm saying in this book is actually, you know, you can get that down to 10, 15, 20 minutes, because ultimately at the end of this unit of writing with your children, you're going to sit those children down and say, right, you've got 45 minutes to write your own version of what I've given you. You're adapted, innovated, whatever language you want to use. And if it's taking you an hour or an hour and a half, how are the children going to write it in 45 minutes? Yeah. There's something not quite right there. So there has to be a huge time saving there because it can't be taking people, you know, three or four hours to write three or four model texts over a week. And that's, you know, certainly the response I've got, which I think is is a huge burden that we can help to alleviate. So I think teachers are going to be welcoming the, the publication of your book. Um, and I also think, you know, it's important that we recognise just how much teachers do beyond turning up every day um, you know all of that planning and all of that research and, and anything that can can sort of help that and um, certainly with accelerated reader for example I often will say to teachers why not use the quizzes yeah. as part of your teaching get the quiz up on the board talk about the book we've just read this book together what do you think the author's doing here that's all been done for you so if you if you are a school and you're listening to this and you've got accelerated reader you have got all of those quizzes nearly 40,000 that you could be unpicking and unpacking and using to support your children's um, understanding of reading yeah and that, and that that's it's completely true and, and there are other resources that's one of the reasons why with the literacy shed we wanted to make sure they were right they were leveled at the right level so the teachers can take those and know that they're ready to go yeah. um because they you know the burden the workload is huge I'm teaching it's only got worse through lockdown yes. um this you know despite what people may think it has got hugely you know my wife's a high school teacher and she's been absolutely swamped I'm still obviously good friends with a lot of the teachers I work with they're all absolutely at the end of their rope yes yes <laughs> looking for looking forward to the to the next um few weeks off yes. um which yeah. uh we're we're, fil- we're we're talking now in in July um so when is your book being published? When is it going to be released? Spring next year at the moment. So I will be finished it by the end of this year. I'll be finished writing it by then. And yeah, it will be released by Sage Publishing um, next spring. Fantastic. So what we should do then is maybe drip feed in a few tweets and a few social media posts to, to warm people up. We can certainly publish this podcast. Um, but then maybe we should have you back once it's been out a couple of months or so and that see how it's going brilliant. that would be fantastic i'm hoping to get the cover soon i can't wait to get the cover and see what the cover looks like um it's one of those small things that actually i think is one of the most exciting things about writing a book isn't it is getting the cover absolutely well and if you're allowed to share that cover then send us a copy and we'll we'll see what we can do to to promote it as well so Matt, thank you so much. It's been really interesting. I love um, the fact that ATOS is doing its job for more than just Accelerated Reader, which was obviously what it was originally designed for. I'm a great advocate of it. It's one of Renaissance's best kept secrets. So to have somebody approach me and say, ATOS, tell me something more about it um, is just wonderful. No, thank you. And, and and like I say, thank you to the team behind it as well. It is a, it's a brilliant system. It does exactly what it says on the tin. And then there's, there's like, there's no hurdles. You don't have to register to use it as far as I'm aware. You know, you no. just go to the webpage, put your text in, get a result and off you go. 
you know, it is as simple as that. It, it takes seconds to level, which is why I'm such a big advocate of, of using the system. Because, like I say, I, I'm all about saving time. And you know, if it took ten minutes, I wouldn't bother. So, great, thank you. That's really helpful. Um, enjoy the summer. I know you just come back from a week away, but um, this weather, I'm sure, is conducive to some beach visits and and uh, yeah. everything else that holidays. Not sitting in a study writing. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the ATOS Level episode of the Renaissance Space Podcast. Remember, you can use the ATOS Leveler right now entirely for free with no registration required on the Renaissance website. Find the link in the episode description. If you enjoyed the episode or have anything to say around the topic, get onto Twitter and use the hashtag, hashtag Renaissance Space to have your say. And as always, please subscribe to and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. For updates on upcoming episodes of the Renaissance Space Podcast, you can follow Margaret and me on Twitter. You can find our social media handles in the summary description section of the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.